Blog Talk Radio. rocking and rolling. March Madness Week is here, finally. And, you know, last year, if you remember, well, how could you forget, right? Uh, it was hell in a bubble here in Indianapolis, which where we're located, high atop the Balance Studio in Indianapolis, Indiana. <laughs> but it's just the, the feel and the look is back. Fans different locations, all the different TV channels. Really good to have March Madness started on Thursday. Man, and if you had Kentucky, if you had Iowa, well, sorry about you. Sorry about you. (laughs) We saw some good basketball over the – you know what? I'm an IU guy, no no bias about it, and and everybody knows it. But – I was really glad to see IU, and, and you know how people say, well, how, how can you just accept the fact that they, they got there, they had to play to win in, and then they lost, basically, in the first one, because they haven't been there in a while. So uh, it was exciting to see that, a lot going on. We're going to break down all of the brackets uh, later on here with Tony Donahue from the Tony D Podcast and uh, Burnout Sports. Uh, also, right around the corner... Right around the corner is uh, Ed Kraft, beat writer for the Philadelphia Eagles and SI.com, and our official NFL contributor. Contributor. And uh, we're going to be – there's so much going on. What's going on with the Colts? What's going on with the Browns? What's going on with the Eagles? Deshaun Watson finds a new home. All of that going on right here on the Balance Radio Network. We'll be right back right here. You know, back then I was a little baby. Sweet and greasy. Gotta love bread. I know. You know, there's sandwich bread over there oh, next yeah. to the coffee. I eat bread in the bathtub. Okay, that's gross to me. There's a lot I've been feeling lately. Uh, why is there a hearse at my house? Night screams. The new fun of the kids. Billy, Billy. My Billy. The Air National Guard is a reserve component of the United States Air Force and serves alongside active duty Air Force members in times of a national crisis. In addition, the Air Guard serves the state and local community in a wide range of capacities. The reason people join the Air Guard is as diverse as our members and includes such reasons as a deep desire to serve their country, money for college, travel, new job skills, and the pride that goes along with belonging to the greatest military organization in the world. I joined because I felt a calling to serve my country, but I didn't want to be far away from my family, so the Indiana Air National Guard was a perfect fit for me. With over 95 different career opportunities to choose from and 100% paid college tuition to any state-funded college, why not give us a call? Call 1-800-841-3103. 
or visit online at goang.com to find out more. Again, that's 1-800-841-3103. The Air National Guard, guarding America, defending freedom. Morning face. You get it when you don't sleep well. This is what happened to Linda. Morning, guys. Good morning. Ah, what is that thing? It's me, Linda. Oh, my God, it talks. Run! No, it's me, Linda, from HR. It looks hungry. Save the children. Save them. Stay back. I've got mace. No, they're my eyes. We're moving. It's called beauty sleep for a reason. And there's never been a better time to get some. Get 20% off IKEA salt and mattresses. IKEA. Love your home. Oh, hi. Uh, seen on the board, do you guys have Black Rifle coffee here? No, I'm sorry. We only carry good small batch coffee here. Well, it is great small batch coffee. Well, that really can't be unless it's fresh roasted, so, um, you know. Well, it is fresh roasted. I don't, I don't think you know what that means. You know what this is? This is Masa Le Pique, which, of course, in the Indonesian language, oh, let me finish. In the Indonesian language, it's weasel coffee. You just made that up. No, it's been passed through their digestive tract. That's disgusting. And then it's nature's wet processing. Yeah, but is it good? I mean, it's all right. Are they investor philanthropists? Do they support good causes? Yeah, tons of causes. Veterans causes and first responder causes. But it doesn't matter because they make good coffee. So that's what I'm wondering. Do you have any? You know what? Actually, I'm, I'm just going to order it. They make it fresh and roasted. Black Rifle Coffee. It's good. unable to join us. His child is sick, so obviously that takes the priority already, but joining us right now is Ed Kratz, or the Kratz Scratch Fever, from <laughs> Beat Rider for the Philadelphia Eagles and SI.com, and our official NFL contributor joins us. How are you, sir? Kratz <laughs> I'm good, Tom. Yes, sir. You like You like my uh, bracket name? I love the, it. Uh, tournament uh, yeah <laughs> I, I, I love it because you uh you know you were like i don't even know how to change my name and you know, i created a monster no it was great as soon as, <laughs> as soon as i saw that and uh, i know you're playing in our uh our, our march madness tournament we've got a good number of people playing with us i was actually uh trying to see where you're at here uh oh boy i don't i'm trying you're not you're not know. last we, we that, that's the uh, that's the good thing. Oh, You're not good. last. So, Scratch <laughs> uh, Fever's doing all right, huh? Scratch Fever's hanging Scratch in there. Fever's doing all right. I was trying to. There you are. You're number 18. You're number 18, and you're actually right above me. I'm at 18 as well. So, we're. I think oh. the difference is just the points by just a little bit. So, you know, I'm the host. I should be out there. Actually, I'm lying. I'm in number five, too. I've got two brackets in. So I, I, should I brag about the one that I'm number five on or the one that I'm right there with you? I see that you have oh, Kansas. brag about Baker. number five, man. Baylor number five. <laughs> hey, man, I hope, I hope Baylor doesn't see uh, doesn't see the fate that Kentucky saw. Man, what some Ooh, great how games. about that? Uh, yeah, some great games. We're going to get into all the brackets here just a little bit. We didn't bring you on the show to – Puck NCAA uh, March Madness, but we'll get into the brackets with Tony Donahue from the Tony D podcast coming up here in just a little bit. You know, uh, sad news waking up this morning. John Clayton, longtime NFL reporter and radio host, I'm sure you're familiar with him, uh, passed away at the age of 67. Uh, once asked, how long will you report on the NFL? He said, until they plant me. You know, one of the greats uh, of all time. 
John Clayton died. Uh, he was 67. What are your thoughts? Well, you know, I, I, I knew John uh, a little bit. Um, I, I actually, my first time I met him, I was working in Pittsburgh at the Pittsburgh Press. I had actually uh, just arrived in Pittsburgh, and I was still, you know, in my 20s at that point and kind of starting out, and he was covering the Pittsburgh Steelers then. And, you know, everybody talks about the kindness of John Clayton, and, you know, I certainly could talk about that as well because he, you know, he came over to me when I was, uh, you know, still kind of out of my element a little bit, and, you know, he's covering small colleges like Duquesne and, uh, you know, uh, Carnegie Mellon and some of the schools out there, Washington yeah. and Jefferson and doing some high schools. And he came over and welcomed me and said if there was anything that I needed, uh, you know, just let him know. And then he asked me, you know, where I came from. You know, he just started to talk to me like I was, you know, like I'd known him all my life. And I, and I love people like right. that. And, uh, you know, so that's kind of my, you know, my John Clayton story. And then I've seen him over the years you know, various games and, and, and NFL events and always said hi and checked in and how you doing and how's there, you know, we just kind of, you know, just surface type conversation. Um, but, you know, he certainly, you know, he certainly made me feel welcome uh, from the moment I arrived in Pittsburgh and at the Pittsburgh press. So, yeah, it's really sad to hear that, especially, you know, 67 years old. And yeah. it's just, uh, you know, obviously way too young, but, uh, you know, my thoughts are, are with his family, his wife. I know, you know, he, his wife had some health issues. I think when I talked to him, we spoke when we always ask each other about our families and he told me a little bit about his wife and she was having some struggles, but, you know, my thoughts are with her. Um, as you know, she goes through this tough time, you know, dealing with the loss of her, her husband and friend. Yeah. Well, Clayton was a native of Braddock, uh, Pennsylvania. Uh, he began his career in 1972 as a teenager, actually, covering the Pittsburgh Steelers in a season that included the Immaculate uh, Reception. And then he attended, if I might be saying this wrong, so you're a Pennsylvanian and stuff. If I <clears throat> say it wrong, let me know. Uh, but Duskane University? Uh, he was hired uh, by the Pittsburgh Duquesne, Press. Yeah. When, Duquesne, okay. He was hired by the Pittsburgh yeah. Press when he was a senior at Duquesne, and he continued his work all the way up to 10 days ago when he broke down the Seattle Seahawks uh, blockbuster trade of Russell Wilson, which we're going to get to, uh, to the different Broncos uh, for uh, Seattle Sports 710, where he was also a, a regular contributor. As you mentioned, John Clayton, uh, one of the greats, known as a professor. He'll, he'll, he'll be missed. Let's go on into our NFL talk. We've got a lot to cover over the next few minutes. Uh, Ed Kratz, beat writer for the Philadelphia Eagle on SI.com. Let's jump right into the nest, if you will. Can I, I, even though I don't report with the, the Eagles, can I say the nest? What's going on with Fletcher Cox? Everybody wants to know. Do you, is, <laughs> is there a signing? Is there not a signing? I mean, you're sending me different signals on your, your end. And <laughs> I'm just kidding, but. Uh, well, is yeah. he an eagle or is he something else? <laughs> well, yeah, well, right now he, he's he's on the unemployment line. Uh, you know, the Eagles released him on uh, Thursday, which was was kind of a shame because that was also the same day they introduced their uh, their free agent, their big free agent signing pass rusher Hassan Reddick, uh, who they signed, uh, you know, in the in the legal tampering period on Monday and. Uh, you know, they brought him out to meet the media, and then, you know, a half hour after we leave the auditorium, it, the news breaks that Fletcher Cox was released and, you know, also broke that their Eagles are trying to work on bringing him back on another contract. And now there's been all this speculation, well, you know, should they? Because he hasn't been the same player that he was for two seasons. I mean, he's one of the greatest in Eagles history spent a decade there. He's on the all-decade team, the NFL's all-decade team of the 2010s. He's a six-time pro bowler, but there has been a decline in play these last couple of years, and I think the Eagles want to go on a kind of a year-to-year basis with Fletcher Cox on his contract, kind of like what they're doing with Jason Kelsey, uh, who's played on a one-year deal for the last few seasons, and he's returning this year. Uh, he'll be 35, Kelsey, this year, but still playing at a really, really high level. Uh, as opposed to Cox, who is not. So all the indications are that there are going to, there is going to be another contract for Fletcher. But you know, we know Cox wasn't happy last year. He requested to be traded prior to the trade deadline. The Eagles gave him permission to uh, look for a deal, uh, and they came close, uh, reportedly, with the Steelers. But nothing could, you know, they couldn't uh, agree on the compensation. 
So Cox came back and he seemed to rededicate himself to the Eagles and him and his defensive coordinator who didn't see eye to eye earlier in the year suddenly seemed to kind of be on the same page together. Uh, but I, it makes me wonder if Fletcher is going to want to come back, to be honest. I mean, it's, it's probably a little unsettling for him being unemployed at this point and kind of testing the market again after doing so last year to look for a trade partner and what's he going to make. So I think it all depends on what the Eagles offer him. If he comes back, I I suspect he will, but you know, my contention is I I really don't think they should bring him back. Now, my colleague who who, uh, writes uh, for me, uh, he thinks the Eagles should bring him back because they need him. So maybe that's where you're getting kind of the difference of opinion is my colleague writes (laughs) that he should come back and I'm going to probably write that he shouldn't come back, but you know, uh, you can, you know, because I just think it's time for them to move on. Uh, You know, he'll be 32 this season. uh, And I'm not sure he has, you know, all that much left. Maybe he's got another year left. I don't know, but he certainly hasn't shown it these last two seasons. So, uh, let me ask when you, when the when the Eagles look at the trade coming up in Vegas in a couple of weeks, what 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 are we looking at? What are the key things covering the draft? What are the key things that you're looking for them to fill uh, in the draft? Seems like they've got well, a lot of holes. Yeah, well, they do, and the, and the, and the, you know the Eagles' philosophy in a free agency is trying to find guys at some of these positions that are considered holes. So. They can go into the draft not feeling like they have to stray off their draft board to reach for somebody because they need somebody at a certain position. And I, and I would think that's the philosophy for a lot of NFL teams. At least it should be. It makes a lot of sense. Um, but, yeah, right now, you know, they brought back a safety, Anthony Harris. Um, they only had two safeties. They lost two, Anthony Harris and Rodney McLeod in free agency. Now they're going to bring Harris back. They really wanted to get – one of the top safeties that are out there. But if you look at some of these salaries that they were throwing around for safeties in every position, really, I mean, it's just too much that Howie Roseman, the general manager wants to spend. So uh, they did bring back one of their, their own Harris. And now they really don't have to reach for safety, but boy, they still need a, a safety. So I expect that's where they'll head in the draft. You know, they were looking for a veteran wide receiver, but that Christian Kirk deal in Jacksonville really, kind of blew up the receiver market uh, and the Eagles wanted Christian Kirk, but they weren't going to pay what the Jaguars paid for him. So, the, you know, they could go receiver again in the draft. Uh, you know, they signed a, an edge rusher in Hassan Reddick. That was really a weak spot. So, you know, they probably will still do draft somebody at that spot in the draft. But again, they, they don't need to do it because they filled these holes, so to speak. Uh, you know, you, you could always use another linebacker if you're the Eagles, uh, mm-hmm. maybe an interior offensive lineman because Jason Kelsey, like I mentioned earlier, he's 35 year to year. Who knows? He's, but he's still playing at a high level, but he can't do it forever. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that even though they signed some players at some of these holes, I still think in the draft they're going to go out and kind of, you know, buttress those positions by taking some young talent. Uh, you know, they have three first-round picks, Tom, and, and you know, a thank you very much to the fans of the Indianapolis Colts for sending the Eagles their <laughs> pick for Car- we could help. Carson Wentz. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, they have three first-round picks, so I, I think they're going to try to get as much value for those picks as they can, whether that's drafting a player at those spots, 15, 16, and 19, are their selections, or trading to maybe help this club in the future or moving back, you know. Howie Roseman's a wheeler and dealer, one of the biggest in the NFL, and I, I suspect you're going to see a lot of movement from the Eagles on draft night, um, which is, you know, creeping up, right? I mean, it's five weeks away. April 28th is the first <laughs> round. So uh, I'm sure they're already burning up the phone lines, seeing what they can do once that draft arrives. Are, are you going to make another trip to Vegas this year? As much as I'd like to. Uh, you know, maybe check out Lady Gaga again. Uh, <laughs> I know you had a lot, a great time the last time you went. <laughs> oh, we had my wife. My wife made that trip with me. We had a blast. But um, uh, yeah, no, I'm gonna cover it from you know the confines of Philadelphia. I think I'm thinking they're yeah. gonna be open for the draft this year. So I'm just gonna stay in the team's facility and just stay at home. Cover well, it from inside the walls. Yeah. But that's the that's the beauty of Mary. I, I gotta gotta go on the road. We're going to, you know, Pittsburgh. We're going to Indianapolis. Okay, have a good time. Have a safe trip. We're going to Vegas. Okay, my bags are packed. 
<laughs> That's one of those trips well, you, you know, gotta take life with, right? <laughs> right, right. The Eagles are scheduled to play in Arizona, and we've, you know, we made that trip together the last time they were there. We went to the right. Grand Canyon, and you know, we did that in Vegas. We went to the other rim of the Grand Canyon. We drove over there. So, nice. I think your bags might be packed for that one. Although there's a chance they might move that to Mexico. <laughs> we'll see when the schedule comes out. So I'm not so sure she's jacked neat, up yeah. to go to Mexico. But, uh, she, she got sick there cool. years ago. Yeah, but she, she got oh, sick yeah. there years ago, and I don't, I don't think she had a good experience. So I'm not sure she. Yeah, but I think it was unwashed chicken that got her. I think it was the unwashed chicken. Maybe she got a piece of chicken that was washed. I don't know. I've never been to Mexico. I, well, I, You've never been to Mexico? Yeah, was, oh, okay. All right. Yeah, I've been know. to Tijuana in my military days, but we'll save those stories for another day. But feel free to bring her to Indianapolis if, you, if, you, if she wants to come to Indianapolis. You know, a few weeks ago, I talked with you about hired guns. One of the hired guns we talked about, it was probably, I think it was actually the Super Bowl special, it was Bond Miller. Von Miller. Do we when we're talking about who who to consider as an MVP? Do we do we say that a higher gun is a MVP? And kind of came to the consensus of well, if he is the MVP, he is the MVP, no matter how he came about. You, you know, you think well, he's he wasn't a higher gun. Well, he was a higher gun because now the Bills have got him. Thoughts on that? All right. Uh, man, they're paying him a ton of money. Uh, you know, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, right, right. I don't know if he'll play to the MVP type level, uh, but listen, you, you never know. I mean, that's a pretty darn good defense Buffalo has. And I guess if he has the kind of season, whether he's a hired gun or not, uh, you know, if he rings up, you know, 14 sacks, which I don't think he will, but if he puts together the numbers that would put him in an MVP conversation. I I don't see how you can say, well, you know, he was a hired gun, doesn't deserve it. I mean, listen, he had still had a great year, no matter how much they're paying him or how hired of a gun he is, he, he still would have had a great season. So I think you kind of have to maybe pull that out of the mix when you're talking about that hired gun situation. If, you know, he has the kind of year and puts up the kind of numbers that warrant an MVP uh, award. Well, you know, I just, I just like saying hired gun. <laughs> You're a fan of the old westerns, I think, aren't you? Hired gun. But... <laughs> there you go. Man, good fired up good resist, man. My my my, my <laughs> buttons got got finger happy. That's for sure. Let's talk about what's right. going on uh, with with the Cowboys. Uh, the Cowboys have had a lot of action going on, uh, and uh, now I've got a brain fart because I don't, I, I didn't pull my page up. He's now with the Broncos. He he said he was going to resign with the Cowboys. He's now with the Broncos. He resented, he resented that. What are your thoughts? Who yeah, was Randy Gregory. Randy Gregory. Yeah. So, so sorry, yeah. Yeah, I guess there was some mix-up over the language. The Cowboys wanted a certain type of language in the contract that Gregory wasn't happy with, and they kind of had a change of heart and ended up in Denver. And uh, He's going to help the Broncos. You know, if he can stay out of trouble or whatever or off the suspension list, you know, he's obviously had some troubles in his past and been suspended for, you know, different things. Uh I think mostly violation of the uh, whatever the drug policy is in the NFL has been his issue. But, you know, listen, you know, we'll see if he can. He can. I think he will. I think he'll be really good there. But the Cowboys have lost more guys, I think, than they've brought back. They traded Amari Cooper and only got a fifth round pick from for him to the Browns. I mean, you look at what the Browns have done so far. Obviously, the big one acquiring Deshaun Watson. Uh, and then, you know, getting Amari Cooper. And, you know, I think they've got another guy or two that I can't remember. And the Broncos, you know, ran, getting Randy Gregory. And they, they they signed the Eagles' leading tackler the last two years yesterday, Alex Singleton, to a one-year deal who I think the world of as a person, uh, you know, he's got limitations as a player. But, man, what a great uh, guy he is inside the locker room and terrific to talk to and you know, he's now with the Broncos. They obviously brought in uh, a quarterback, too, I think, right? They bring in a quarterback. Um, that's terrible. I can't I can't think who. I thought they brought in a quarterback. But 
Uh, you know, I think the Broncos are, you are having a Cowboys? real good off season. No, the Broncos. The Broncos. Oh um, yeah. Uh, brain fart. It's the day for brain fart. You yeah. Know, you mentioned I, I, you mentioned Deshaun Watson going to the Browns. I mean, yeah. it, it certainly is a step up from Baker Mayfield. That's why I cringe at the thought when everybody says that Baker would love to come to Indianapolis. Well, that's not the answer. You don't get rid of a bad quarterback to get a worse quarterback. Uh, and not, you know, I, I'm not. I really was okay with uh, Carson staying here, especially when Russell and Andrew and all. Uh, I mean, not, not Andrew. Yeah, maybe he's coming back. No, Aaron. No, uh, he's not. You know, staying. <laughs> you know. <Right. laughs> but so. They get rid of they get rid of Carson Wentz. I think that decision was made at the end of the Jacksonville game. It was very clear that was going to happen. Just didn't know who, you know, that going to the Commanders. Um, I still chuckle at that name, but not time to get into it all. How they would go from the Redskins to Washington team to the Commanders. So, I mean, I don't I, I don't know. It wasn't the Commanders a play on the generals in the army that took over the Indian land. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not going to go that deep. I don't know either. <laughs> so Deshaun Watson know. is now a Cleveland. Deshaun Watson is now a Cleveland Brown uh, fan, um, and I, I really wanted to have uh, Adam on, but he couldn't make it on today. But uh, so okay, that's that's a great addition. You know that Baker Mayfield's probably going to not be a Brown next year. It doesn't make sense for him to be with the Colts. I say. As much as I'm, I'm going to puke in my mouth when I say this, let's sign Jamison Winston and call it a day. Thoughts? Mm. Well, I mean, what other options do you have? And first, Tom, let me say, you know, we should really turn in our sports writing credentials here because the name <laughs> that we couldn't think of in Denver was Russell Wilson. That's the quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> my goodness. <laughs> you are so right. You are so man, right. shame on us. Yeah, we just gotta give it up, man. It's, it's, our time has come. <laughs> boy, oh boy, that's that's a bad look for us. So please don't hold us against us. Don't hold that against right. us, anyone, please. Uh, but yeah. anyway, uh, yeah. I, as far as the Colts go, <laughs> let's, let's move on as quickly as we can from that. that Absolutely. Uh, there's not a lot of good. <laughs> there's not a lot of good options out there for the Colts. Let's face it. I mean. You know, Baker Mayfield will get traded, even though I think uh, Deshaun Watson's probably going to end up getting some kind of suspension, I think, from the NFL, uh, even though, you know, this, these, these cases against him are not going to be adjudicated, you know, as criminal. Uh, I would think that maybe it falls under the code of conduct thing that Roger Goodell's so big on, and uh, I got to think he's going to get suspended. But still, Baker Mayfield's going to get dealt, and, you know, maybe, you know, is he the best – Excuse me, is he the best option for the Colts, or is it Jimmy Garoppolo who, you know, won't be throwing again That's after the shoulder surgery? Till... Yeah, but he's he's going to be uh... – boy, the news just came over that David Ajabo tore his Achilles, the Michigan pass rusher, uh, at his pro oh. day yesterday. I don't know if you saw that. Boy, that's a that's a real blow to – to his stock, and I know the Eagles were really high on him, as were a lot of teams. But you know, gosh, boy, that's that's it's really a shame. Uh, I got to meet him at the combine, and what an impressive young man David Ajabo is. But the news just broke that he tore his Achilles. So you know, thoughts to him on that. I, yeah, I just saw that recover. on Twitter as you, were, as you were saying that. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, I, I digress there. I just think with the Colts, you know, Jimmy G is not going to throw till the summer. Baker Mayfield. Jameis Winston, that's an interesting name you threw out there. And I think, Tom, when we talk, you know, you know, during the week and stuff before we go on the show together, you mentioned Nick Foles maybe as a possibility. Um, so there, there are options, but, geez, are any of them, you know, really good options? I, I, I really like the Nick Foles name. I think, you know, Frank Reich and him have a terrific relationship. Of course, Carson and Frank had a great relationship too, but it didn't work out. But Nick is a different – uh, personality than Carson, and I think Nick Foles would be really an interesting addition for the Colts. I know that sometimes Foles, I think his problem is he gets kind of uh, exposed a little bit over a, a 16 or now 17 game season. Uh, but you know he's a terrific person, really good in the locker room. Guys like him in the in the locker room, and 
Um, I think the Colts have a very good team around their quarterback. They just need to get a little more defensive uh, pieces in place and they need to find that quarterback. But when you have a line like that and, uh, you know, a running game that Jonathan Taylor gives you, and maybe you need another pass catcher to go with Michael Pittman. Um, you know, you signed the tight end, Mo Alley Cox, I think was re-signed this week. Uh, you know, I think you, you don't need a top-level quarterback. You could get by with a guy like a Nick Foles, maybe a, a Jimmy G or a Baker Mayfield. I, I'm not sure about Jameis Winston, though. I I know he was starting to click a little bit in New Orleans last year before he got hurt, but, you know, to me, I think you need somebody that's kind of more of a veteran that has won games in the past, and any of those three I think would be decent enough options. But are they any better than Carson Wentz? I'm not sure, but I don't think they have to be because I think the Colts have some other pieces in place. They're going to add some in the draft, I would hope, even though they don't have the first-round draft pick because the Eagles have that. Um, I still think that they're going to do a good, and that Chris Boward will do enough, a good enough job to to help that team in other areas. They just have to find a competent veteran type quarterback. I think. Well, I tell you what, the the saga goes on as as the world yeah. around the NFL uh, continues. The exciting thing is, it looks like you know we maybe we're speaking too soon here, but it looks like you know COVID's behind us and full fans, uh, full capacity uh, moving forward. And obviously we know that's going to happen with the Indy 500 coming up. Uh, so that's just a huge telltale yeah. of, of what's what's uh, what's going on. So it's really good to see some uh, football come back and, and uh, get behind uh, a lot of the stuff that's, that's going on. Ed Kratz, beat writer for the Philadelphia Eagles and SI.com. Uh, he's also in our tournament bracket uh, and so uh, we appreciate you joining us, Ed, even if you don't know who Russell Wilson is. No, I'm the same guy. I'm that guy. <laughs> I'm a bad influence on you, Ed. <laughs> so, yeah, man, yeah, I, 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 I was sitting here thinking, I had a brain fart, too. I, I, my, my mind just wasn't working. And you know the, the funny thing? I have wow. all these tabs up and stuff on my on my computer when I'm doing my show and there's a tab right there to talk with you about Russell Wilson. I was actually going to go there uh, uh, right after the conversation with Von Miller and (laughs) it's right in front of my face. Well, there's just been so many moves, Tom. Go ahead and and give your thoughts on that. We we kind of outskirted that while we're waiting for Tony to join us real quick. Go ahead and if you have any thoughts on that Russell Wilson uh, trade to uh, Denver. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, just to defend us here with our brain farts, there's just so many moves that <laughs> going on. It's so hard to, to keep track of who's going where. And, you know, even the big names sometimes, you know, you forget. But, listen, you know, that's a big move for uh, the Broncos to bring in Russell Wilson. Um, and now that AFC West is going to be, you know, it's like the quarterback division, right, with Mahomes yeah. and Herbert, yeah. Derek Carr, and now – and now uh, Russell Wilson. And, you know, I think, you know, everybody thinks Wilson had a down year last year. You know, he did tear that thumb ligament, I think, and had surgery on his thumb. And I'm not sure he was quite 100% as, you know, when he came back, although he seemed to play fine when he came back. But, you know, he is 32 or 33, a big move by the the Broncos to give up what they gave up. Certainly not as steep of a price as the Browns gave up to get Deshaun Watson. I mean, the Browns aren't going to have a first-round pick until 2025, you know, and, and if you think we're having brain farts now in 2022, Tom, wait till we're talking <laughs> in 2025 and we'll see how those brain farts are. But uh, yeah, I right. think that, you know, the, yeah, yeah. I think the Broncos gave yeah. up enough to, to bring him in. And I think, I think Wilson will be very good for them. Yeah, I do too. And uh, sorry guys that we missed it and had a brain fart, but Ed Kratz beat writer for the Philadelphia Eagle on SI.com number 18 in the, uh, tournament of challenges with us but during this now and and, and uh, just real quick uh, t- during this now tony donahue uh the tony d podcast and burnoutsports.com i know we got you for a limited amount of time because it's also indycar coming back on the track uh but real, real quickly uh, uh tony you are number five i am number five ed is number 18 and i am number 17 in my other brackets because but you're a firm believer only do one bracket right tony yeah i just did one but i you know 
I, I don't look too much into the first round because, you know, the next couple of rounds and then getting to the final four, it's worth just as much as that first round. So still plenty of games to go, but I feel bad for the, the two people in your bracket that took Kentucky. Oh, no. My sister was one of them. <laughs> I think I talked with you, Ed, on, about that on the, on the text. Yeah. You were talking about Yeah, that. yeah. So, Ed Gratz, yeah. beat writer for the Philadelphia Eagles and SI.com. We so much appreciate you jumping on and, and joining us. And let's hope that Baker Mayfield doesn't come to Indianapolis. Just yeah. Let's uh, well, <laughs> well, you need somebody, right? I mean, you know, I, I, I think Tony might have a good arm, too. Maybe you can throw Tony D out there. I don't know what Tony's yeah, Tony, arm looks Tony, like. You, but, you, uh, gotta be the, you want to be the quarterback for the Colts? <laughs> well, I can hand off to Baker about 100 games at the bottom. <laughs> All right, Ed. We man. appreciate you joining us. Yeah, John Taylor. Yep. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. All right, buddy. We'll see you. Ed Kratz, beat writer for the Philadelphia Eagles, SI.com, our official NFL contributor. Love having him on. Tony Donahue of BurnoutSports.com, and uh, just an all-around great guy to have on. Tony, thanks for coming on. We got brackets to talk about. I know I only got you for a limited amount of time before we get into IndyCar. It's really cool to have IndyCar, NASCAR, March Madness, all in the in the in the in the same weekend. Let's break down uh, day one. We don't have to go through all the games, but you mentioned it, Kentucky. Man, did anybody see that coming? I, you know, I think I was more shocked that uh, Kentucky lost, but I. I wasn't shocked that IU lost. And I know we talked last week about IU fans being so on on the cusp, but they they, they beat Wyoming through the play-in game. I honestly thought they would have done better against St. Mary's. But let's let's start with our homework card. IU, Purdue, Notre Dame. IU didn't make it. Uh, but Notre Dame, great game yesterday. Purdue, great game yesterday. So Indiana and I know Notre Dame's not the Big Ten, but the Big Ten is still alive with with Ohio State uh, and Purdue uh, in 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 the mix. What are your thoughts on what you've seen so far? Put your homework cap cat, hat on first, and then we'll get through some of these others. Yeah, but you still got Wisconsin who won late last night. Right, you got Michigan playing today. Um, you know, I, I was interested to see how many games the state of Indiana would win in the tournament. And right now they're at four. You had the two play-in wins. Notre Dame wins to go to the round of 32 that obviously Purdue wins. So we'll see if they can keep that going. I think Purdue um, will win. And Notre Dame, you know, they're, they're hot. They're a hot team. And, and we always see this every year. There's usually – there's always one and sometimes even two teams that play in that play-in game that get hot and, and make a little bit of a run. So interesting to see um, what will go down tomorrow. Um, today, look, um, I'll say this, and, and you may not believe me. I went to the Kentucky practice on Wednesday, and I went to the St. Mary's practice or the St. Peter's practice. Kentucky just looked like they were sleepwalking. They just, and I thought, and I, and I told, I told this girl that I went with is a Kentucky fan. I said, be careful. St. Peter's is not a bad team, and if they if they walk in there sleepwalking, they're gonna they're gonna have they're gonna have a lot to deal with, and we saw that happen. So. Um, some good games today, some good games tomorrow. But, yeah, I think the big story, especially from Indiana right now, is Notre Dame. They've been hot. Can they beat Texas Tech um, tomorrow night? I think they'll be able to, to, to give them a run for the money. I don't know if they'll win. Uh, but it should be fun. you got Purdue tomorrow night starting at about 845. We had some great buzz. One of the, one of the things about March is we, we really root for the buzzer beater. We root for, I, I find myself flipping around, okay, this game's tied. I'm going there. I don't care who's playing. This game is tied. And I really enjoyed watching the USC-Miami game. What a great game that was. The USC comes down to, I mean, it comes down to the, I mean, just down to the buzzer, really. You could call that a buzzer beater game. And then you had Iowa fall. Now, that, not, that 12-5 I'm not surprised about because when you get into the bracketology, they, they always tell you that 12-5. It, you, maybe not always know where, but that 12-5 is, is somewhere to go. So in a lot of my brackets, I just round 12-5s, and, and you're ultimately going to hit something uh, there. But the Iowa game, Iowa falling, uh, and then last night, the Michigan State-Davis game. And uh, we have a friend of ours who 
is a doctor, but he did his undergraduate at Davis. So we were rooting for uh, for Davis. Uh, but what a great game that was. What are your thoughts, Davis and Michigan State last night? Davidson. Sorry. Yeah, David. Yeah, David, they kind of took control there. was about 10 minutes to go. They go on a 7-0 run to go up by three or to go up by five. I think it was 56-51. And the Michigan State goes on a 10-0 run. Uh, Hogard was just too much. Nobody could stop him. He was getting to the lane, getting any layup that he wanted. Um, and Michigan State played well. And now they get a matchup with Duke, which, you know, it could be Coach K's last game if, if Michigan State were to upset Duke. That'll be interesting to see. That's certainly going to be a storyline. Yeah, the Miami game was really good. It, it seems like a lot of these games have been blowouts so far. So, it's you know, you, you're kind of waiting for that one or two games that are that are super close and, and that are – um, you know, kind of got to come down to the wire. So we definitely saw it yesterday with, with the Miami game. Then we saw it again um, last night with that Michigan State game. So Wisconsin played tough. Um, Colgate's really a really good, good team, uh, which was huge for them. And I've got them in the in the going to the Sweet 16, so I think they still got a couple more games to win. I don't have your bracket here, but I've got Baylor going all the way. They played North Carolina today. That's going to be an exciting game. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, North Carolina is a good team. They 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 kind of found a little bit of a rhythm here over the last couple of weeks. Um, they can play Baylor tough, but Baylor just can beat you in so many ways. Seems like they're always knocking down timely threes or grabbing offensive rebounds. So I definitely see coming up today uh, Baylor winning that. Um, I've got them. I think in the Final Four, or I think take it on Kansas. So um, Kansas should have a tough one today with Creighton. Creighton's not a bad team. That spread's a little bit too high, I think. Uh, but I think I think Creighton can keep it close. So game of the weekend coming up yet. Uh, who who do you think that that would be? Would it be, would it be the Duke Michigan State game? Um, you know, you get you can't rule out Iowa State in, in Wisconsin. I kind of felt disappointed with Wisconsin. Even though Colgate's a great team, I kind of felt disappointed. And I feel like Iowa State has a lot of momentum. I think Iowa State can beat Wisconsin, even though I probably didn't pick that match up to happen that way. Uh, but then you look at Auburn and then Miami. I saw Miami play well against USC. I like Auburn. What are your thoughts? And then, of course, you know, we've got uh, Purdue and Texas and Arizona and TCU. So we got a, we got a lock and loaded weekend of games. But what would be your game of the weekend? I think for today, um, this Memphis-Gonzaga game, uh, Memphis is, is tough. They are physical. They are athletic. They have a couple guys that could go pro. Um, they, they match Gonzaga. That's what Gonzaga does. They, they like to down low, get physical, try to get high percentage shots. I think this Gonzaga-Memphis game is going to be a lot closer than what people think. Uh, I'm intrigued by the game I'm going to tonight in St. Peter's versus Murray Stages because – you know, St. Peter's is the 15th seed. Was that a fluke, or can they make it to the Sweet 16? And tomorrow, as you mentioned, I think Illinois-Houston tipping off the first game of the day tomorrow is going to be good. Um, Notre Dame and Texas Tech's going to be good. Nova, Ohio State. I think everything tomorrow is going to be good. Besides Arizona and TCU, I think Arizona will have no problems. But, but Purdue's got a tough matchup tomorrow with number six, Texas. So uh, tomorrow is going to be uh, edge of your seat. Stay on the couch, order some pizzas, and watch games all day. I love those kind of love those kind of dates, and then plus you you, you take in the the races. Uh, IndyCar's in uh, uh, Texas this week. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? And this is the first uh, time we'll see uh, Jimmy Johnson as a full time uh, oval driver as well. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? I know you're going to be watching, getting in on that practice, and then I've got to get your uh, blood uh, blood locks for me uh, for my five dollar blood locks, uh, sir. So IndyCar. Yeah. You know, it's it's. We're gonna see how this first practice session goes. It's a little bit chilly down there today, um, which is good because you don't want too hot of a track when you only have one lane. They're gonna try to rubber in that second lane that has PJ1 traction compound down on it because of the NASCAR Cup Series. They lay that down to try to make it better, pra- better, better passing zone for NASCAR. It doesn't really work for IndyCar and their slick tires. It's kind of like you're driving on ice. So I'm really interested to see how it's gonna go down. What's going to happen? And uh, we'll know here a little bit more when uh, practice starts here in about five minutes. Okay, so just a a few more minutes with you. NASCAR, Xfinity, $5 bet. Who do do I go with? 
They're in Atlanta, right? NASCAR's in Atlanta. Atlanta, yeah. And they had some cancellations because um, of the weather, so they they had that. Yeah, give me for five bucks. I don't want to give you somebody that you know is gonna not 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 pay well, right? That doesn't make it fun, right? So right. give me Ty Gibbs at nine. Give me Ty Gibbs at nine to one. Five dollars, nine to one, fifty-five dollars. All right, real quickly, let's look at uh, the Cup Series. And by the way, I want to thank you for giving me that MGM. I don't know if, you, if I'm if I'm now addicted, but now I play both DraftKings and MGM. So I've yeah. I've been kind of winning money on both, and they gave me that free money, and I still have money from when I originally did it. So MGM, I go download that too. But for purposes of all our conversation, we're, we'll just stick here in in DraftKings. Five dollars DraftKings for the winner, and the Fools of Honor five hundred in Atlanta. Again, I'm going to go with a guy that has finished very well there but hasn't quite won, and I think he's due for a victory. How about Martin Truex Jr. at 16-1? to 1? Martin Truex Jr., $5, $85. I hope you're right there, uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Tony. <laughs> All right, buddy, we we appreciate you jumping on with us, and uh, let's have a good race weekend. Let's have a good March Madness, and and hopefully you, you move up the ladder here in our in our tournament, sir. We shall see. You guys have a great weekend. <laughs> All right, Tony. Thank you, Tony Donahue of the Tony D Podcast. All right, we've got Martin Truex Jr. and Ty Gibbs. Uh, Ty Gibbs has already won one. This uh, so if Martin Truex Jr. five dollars gives me. Uh, it gives me $85. Uh, I'll be glad to take it. Exciting games on tap uh, for March Madness. My name's Tom Mark with El Presidente. Let's talk a little bit about uh, what's, what's, what games we have today. Obviously, Baylor in number eight, North Carolina. You got a number one in a, in a number eight seed. I'm going to have to go with Baylor in this particular situation because that's who I've got picked in my in my bracket, and that's the way it goes. Now, where it gets interesting here is later on in the day when we look at Kansas versus Creighton. Creighton is sneaky scary. Sneaky scary. That's another number one seed. You don't always see four number one seeds. Well, almost never do you see four number one seeds in the final four. So who is going to be that number one to fall? And it could happen with Kansas and Creighton. Although I'm, I'm just as guilty as the other people of, of the rest of the world out there. I'm pretty sure in most of my brackets, I had Kansas moving on past this game, no matter who they, they played in this game. Uh, and then, of course, we got the number three, Tennessee Balls, happening at 515. We'll see. Melissa and I will be watching that uh, against Michigan. I like Tennessee in this game. I'm pretty sure I picked them across the board. Although I may I may have split. Uh, now number four, number twelve seed. You got Richmond Spiders. We saw how dangerous they can be against. Uh, I believe it was Iowa, uh, and you got Providence. So I am going to say the Spider gets killed, and Providence moves on. UCLA versus St. Mary's, number four, number five. These are always exciting games uh, to watch, and we saw. I, I either I didn't see as good of an IU team as I thought they were, or I saw a better St. Mary's team than I thought they were. But either which way, saw a, a good showing of St. Mary's against IU, and they got UCLA. UCLA is a tough team, and I'm going to go with UCLA on this uh, round. Uh, and then we got number seven, Murray State against St. Peter's. Do we know what? Who's St. Peter's, you say? Who's St. Peter? Well, that's just a, a little small school that decided they were going to take down a, a team that maybe you've not heard of, and that's the University of Kentucky Wildcats. Can you can you detect the, the sarcasm in my voice there? And then you've got Arkansas uh, against number 12, New Mexico State. I like New Mexico State. And, oh, by the way, on that, I, I, I'm going to – say that, that St. Peter's is our, our Cinderella this year and goes on to beat Murray State. Arkansas versus New Mexico State. This is another 4-12 one, and in, in, in New Mexico State is a good team. They're a fast team. They get the, they get the threes up, and if they come out and, and go hog hunting, uh, they might catch them on today. Uh, 
uh, my cousin's probably not going to like me for saying that, but uh, he's a big Arkansas fan. But number four, Arkansas against number 12, New Mexico State. Give me New Mexico State there. Number one, Gonzaga. Need Gonzaga to win. I don't need any upsets. I The two number ones I definitely do not need to fall off this weekend is Gonzaga and Baylor. Let's go on over to tomorrow. Illinois versus Houston. This is that another four-five combination. Anything can happen. I like Houston in this mix-up. Certainly like to see the showing of uh, Illinois in the Big Ten, but um, give me Houston on this one. This will be a good game tomorrow. Um, and then, then we got Ohio State uh, versus Villanova. Give me Ohio State on that one as well. Although Nova is good, they're good every year, and and so you certainly don't want to ever uh, go to sleep on Nova. But I think uh, Ohio State's got a little bit more juice left in their tank, and they'll uh, they'll handle Villanova not easily. This very well might be another one of those buzzer beaters that we strive so much to watch in the month of March. Number two, Duke, and you heard Tony say this very well, might be Gene Cade's uh, last game um, as he's talking about retiring and certainly one of the legends. We were talking about that yesterday, uh, just the legendary coaches that are still around. And uh, Tom Izzo was the one we were particularly referring to. But you got to know that Gene Cady is one of the greats in uh, Michigan State. Uh, obviously, uh going to be a good game there and I think Duke can 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 handle this game again going to be a very good close game and good to see what happens with the with the uh, Big Ten there Iowa State of Wisconsin Wisconsin played a good game against Colgate last night Colgate's a good team however I felt like that Wisconsin didn't play up to the Wisconsin potential that we're used to seeing but oh but Iowa State did play to what they're used to, we're watching them see. So that said, if Wisconsin can find their mojo, if you will, because they're going to have to play better than, against Iowa State than uh, they did against uh, uh, Colgate. So if Wisconsin can find their mojo, uh, let's go with Wisconsin in, in this matchup. Again, another Big Ten win. That would be good to see. Texas Tech versus Notre Dame. Like where Notre Dame is right now, I'm a Notre Dame football fan. I'm an Indiana guy, uh, meaning that I live in Indiana, not that Indiana is playing in the tournament. See, why do, why do those things need justification to you people? I don't know. Notre Dame, Texas, give me Notre Dame. They're on a roll. Texas Tech for my brackets, though. I, so I guess I'll be happy either way this turns out because I'd like to see Notre Dame go somewhere, but I got Texas Tech. Uh, going deep in some of my brackets, so I need them to stay stay alive. Number two, Auburn against number 10, Miami. Again, saw Miami play a very good game against USC last night, yesterday afternoon, and came down to the buzzer. So Miami is good. I think Auburn's better. Then give me Auburn on that one. That one. Purdue versus Texas. Uh, you know, I actually had Virginia Tech beating Texas, and it, it didn't play out that way, and I, I did have Purdue winning. So, I like these, this matchup, the number three and the number six matchup. I think Purdue still has some gas in the tank that they can that they can go a little bit further. And then the number one, Arizona, another number one team. I need to stay alive as well in my brackets because I've got them going all the way in a couple of my brackets. Uh, so, we'll see see what happens. And then, you know, as we get into the, the uh, Sweet 16, the Elite Eight, and the Final Four, all still to come here in March Madness. And they don't call it March Madness for nothing because it does drive you mad. You know, thank you, Ed Kratz, beat writer for the Philadelphia Eagles and SI.com. Always a pleasure to have him on us. He's been a, a part of the show for a good number of years. We're, we're really good friends. But, man, the both of us could not figure out what in the world. Russell Wilson is the quarterback at the Broncos now, and I had it up here. So if you all missed that part of the show, you can listen to the podcast. It'll, it'll be there. It'll give you five minutes of, of, of humor. But that's what happens live radio on a, on a Saturday morning when, when the coffee hasn't quite kicked in and, you know, the Black Rifle coffee that you should be drinking. It's a great, great uh, coffee. They're, they're, they give a, buy a bag, give a bag to – 
uh, first responders and, uh, you know, the troops and what have you. I have a friend who's in the Navy, whose son's in the Navy, and all they serve on the ship is Black Rifle Coffee. And they do a lot to help veterans, you know, get back into uh, society. And, you know, a lot of people don't understand that that progression, if you will. So it's good to have those programs that are sponsored by Black Rifle Coffee uh, out there to, to help uh, to help the veterans. Uh, you know, but uh, you know, Ed Kratz and I were talking about you know Baker Mayfield coming to the Colts. I you know local guy here in Indianapolis, friend of mine, uh, John said on the radio yesterday, and I said it, I quoted him earlier. Let's just find Jamison Winston and call it a day. That may not be the best option, but people, I'm telling you, and I know that, that you know, Carson Wentz, I kind of was okay with Carson Wentz staying, to be honest with you. Baker Mayfield coming to the Colts is a definite downgrade. So if you're listening to Greg Ballard and Jim Mercer and the powers that be down there at 50, West 56th Street, big mistake. Big mistake to bring in Carson Wentz. But what are our options? I think, you know, Jimmy G is a good option out of, out of San Francisco. Jimmy Garoppolo is a good option. Maybe even Mitch Trubisky. Honestly, and I and told a friend about this last week, I think that's who it'll be. But who am I? Who am I? I oh, yeah, that's right. I'm El Presidente. I know it all. If only, right? If only. You know, again, we go racing this weekend. Sorry, Steve Wilson couldn't join us this week. Um, as his child is sick, and certainly that takes priority, and we wish the best for him. Uh, but uh, out in Atlanta, got some weather issues this week, so we'll see how that, that plays out. Got a lot of stuff packed into the next two days. Uh, so uh, we'll see how, how that plans out. Tony helped us out with the uh, uh, our, our blood block, if you will, Martin Truex, Jr., and Ty Gibbs. We'll see if that happens. Uh, I got $5 on it. Hey, I got $10 totally on, on the two races. So, uh, But at Martin Truex Jr., that's $85, right? I'll take it. I'll take it. And then back in Houston, I mean, in Texas, uh, IndyCar on the track. Going to see how Jimmy Johnson does. The first time uh, as a full-time oval, full-time IndyCar driver, we'll put it that way. Uh, so good. To, we'll see what happens with, with that. Make sure you check out Speedway Digest. Make sure you check out Eagles Maven. Make sure you check out Tony D Podcast and BurnoutSports.com. We'll get all of that up on uh, social media. Just make sure you follow. But the important thing is if you are listening to us on the podcast right now, which a lot of you do listen to us on the podcast, just hit that like button so we know how awesome you are. We already know how awesome we are. On any anywhere you get your anywhere that you get your podcast, uh, we can be found there, and uh, and then follow us on Twitter, the Twitter, the Bird, <laughs> and follow us at at T Balance, and then on Facebook, the Balance. My name is Tom Marquez, El Presidente. I hope you all had a great uh, St. Patty's Day, and your your brackets are all intact. If you if you if you pick Kentucky to go all the way, if you pick Iowa to go all the way, <laughs> especially those of you that pick Kentucky, and now my sister was one of them, and her her bracket is is pretty much toast. A lot of people, probably maybe even included, pick Kentucky to go all the way. Well, we'll see what happens because it is the madness has just begun. And so make sure you follow us on Twitter. We'll have all the information up there. More importantly, just turn on your TV. It's really easy to watch or stream or what have you. Be a part of it. It's a lot of fun. And, and get in some racing now this weekend. But more importantly, don't drink and drive it in cool. I'm out of here. Deuces.
Join us next week for The Balance. In the meantime, check us out on Twitter, T-Balance, or Facebook, The Balance, or online at www.thebalanceonline.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.